Here we are. It's back. The Bench Boys podcast. And we got some big time news we want to talk about. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to start it with you. I just want to say that before you before you talk, I got to give Joe Cronin credit for that trade he pulled off. Um, but I want to hear before I, I say anything else, I want to hear your your thoughts because you are you are the biggest Joe Cronin hater. <laughs> yeah. So um, this actually really shocked me. Uh, I, you know, this whole offseason, I've been saying, you know, Joe Cronin's a bum. He doesn't know what he's doing. And part of me still thinks that all of this happened was pure luck. Because, <laughs> I mean, he ended up getting more for Drew Holiday than he did Dame, in my opinion. So I, I think he was just like throwing Drew Holiday around. And Celtics were like, yeah, we'll give you this much. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. And um, yeah, I think it's dumb luck. But hey, you know, Cronin did well. I'm, I, I'm happy. All right, so you threw a little bit of shade, but you did give him credit, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I was surprised the haul that the Blazers got. I'm glad they didn't uh, accept any deal for Miami. I don't think there was anything there. Agreed. Um, yeah, Cronin definitely just, you know, pulled that one out by surprise. But um, I'm very happy, not only for the Blazers, but for Dame as well. I feel like they put him in a good situation, pairing him up with Giannis and uh, – really putting him in a situation where he can contend and succeed, which, you know, hasn't been the case the last couple of years in Portland. Yeah, man, I'm rooting for the Bucks next season. That's for damn sure. And then the other side of that trade was, like you said, Drew Holiday getting sent to Boston. Um, another classy move by Joe Cronin sending Holiday to a contender instead of keeping him and mm. getting more uh, from that trade. Uh, what do you think of that one? Uh, when I saw that trade, I was super happy. I won the Blazers to trade for Robert Williams for a couple of years now. Um, so when I saw his name, I was hyped. When I saw Brogdon's name, I kind of was like, I was interested because we got rid of Holiday because we didn't need more guards and we brought him in. And um, I mean, the good thing about it is we can use Brogdon as a trade piece. Um, I'm surprised we haven't traded him yet. I'm hoping he's still searching the market, but you know, we have many options. We can get more future stuff uh through brogdon or just see how this team plays out and um you know maybe we make a little bit of noise next year because i'm a big fan of our potential lineup and roster i agree i agree the the brogdon situation we just got kind of got me off guard because he's i think he's 30 years old mm. uh, like you said we already have guards yeah he's 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 up there dude i feel like he won rookie of the year like four years ago yeah, he did, bro. But he's uh he spent four years at Virginia. He's old, man. He's old. Wow, he is thirty. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Which makes even makes less sense now when you think about it that we traded for a thirty year old guard when we have so many young guards. But and to think that Jason Tatum is still nineteen years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always going to be a classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they'll they'll probably eventually trade Brogdon unless somehow they find a way to fit him in the rotation and the Blazers make some noise. Yeah. Uh, but a new, new, uh, new powerhouse in the East with the Bucks and then the Celtics upgraded as well, mm. trading away smart um, for, and then getting Porzingis and then trading away Brogdon and um, Williams for holiday between yeah. those two teams. Who do you think came out on top the Bucks or the Celtics? Well, I think they both came out on top. Um, I think the real question is, who do you think will win in a seven-game series? Because, I mean, 
yes, it's expected that both those teams will hopefully reach reach the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, <clears throat> but dude, I I I think the Bucks are would win a series if both teams are healthy, which I'm hoping for. I think Bucks come out on top because I think the Celtics got rid of the dudes that will be able to stop uh Dame and Giannis pick and roll. I mean. Mm-hmm. You got rid of Robert Williams. You got rid of Grant Williams. And I think that those guys were their best interior defenders. Um, and now without them, I'm not really sure. You know, I think Caleb Martin might give Boston some more noise this year, too. Yeah. I mean, that's just out of left field. But, you know, people, I, I see those comments on Twitter all the time. Like, Caleb Martin's still going to give them buckets. <laughs> So right. I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I think uh the or the the Celtics did get rid of two really important pieces, uh, especially Marcus Smart, you know, probably top three, top five defender in the league. Mm-hmm. They did trade for Holiday, who's also in that category, but they just lost a lot of muscle. They lost their best shot blocker. I think Al Horford's aging, and I don't think he's getting any better. Al's uh, been aging, bro. <laughs> yeah, and uh Porzingis is also injury prone. So, mm-hmm. you know, he also hasn't proven himself on the biggest of stages. So I, I think that when it comes down to like a seven game series, if they play each other, I'm going to take Dame and the Bucks because they have more experience. The Bucks have been there. Dame's, Dame's you know, all-star, superstar, top three point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. He's been in high pressure situations. And the Bucks, I think, I think getting Dame was perfect because they needed a closer. And Dame I- is... Dame is the best closer in the league by far. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, De'Aaron Fox had a bunch of great closing games last year, but I think getting Dame and having a closer like that, a lethal weapon, is going to be huge in the playoffs. And I've seen Jason Tatum choke in the playoffs. I've seen Jason Jalen Brown choke in the playoffs. <laughs> I've seen Chris Porzingis be injured. I've seen him, you know, just completely fumble. Um, I've I I think between the two teams, the Milwaukee has the bigger best chance of, of reaching the NBA finals and winning it all. Yes, sir. Did um off topic, well kind of, but did you see the video of Jalen Brown dribbling and it, yeah. he was pounding it with his right hand and then he switched to the left and it was just it was bad. <laughs> it was like Jalen Brown still can't dribble with his left. <laughs> Dude, it's it's bad. I don't I don't know why they would post that. They probably just completely forgot about all the slander he was getting last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, having having <laughs> seeing that video, you can definitely tell the dudes cannot dribble with his left hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's not good. I don't. I don't really understand how you can be. You know, who was he making almost three hundred million now, yeah, and he probably. just can't. He doesn't have a, like an elite left hand. So that was really funny though. You're that was hilarious. Yeah. Well. I want to talk a little bit about the Blazers and hear what you think of the roster going into the next season. So I'm I'm on the same page as you. I think I love our, I mean, I love our potential. They had got great return. Um, I don't, if you're talking about this upcoming season, I don't expect them to be in contention for the playoffs. I expect them maybe, maybe to make some noise for the play in. Kind of, um, you know, they'll be they'll be in the race. I think it's the top, the top ten. I think that it goes down to the ten seed, right? Yeah. And then they play for the play in. So, 
Um, but I'm not I'm not really expecting much. I'm keeping my expectations low. But as far as like team success, that's my uh, opinion on it. But what I really want to see is I want to see breakout years or at least improvements from the young guys. Yeah. So I want to see Shaden, uh, you know, shoot the ball more efficiently and, you know, increase his impact on the team. I want to see Anferny um, take a leading role, a leadership role and really show that he's the next best guard for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Scoot Henderson, we haven't seen much of him yet, but I think Scoot has a chance to be rookie of the year. Obviously my pick was Chet Holmgren, but mm-hmm. my dark horse has got to be Scoot. Um, so as far as team success, team success, not expecting too much, but I am expecting a lot from the young guys and as far as development and, you know, the way they play. And I like Robert Williams. I think he's going to have an even better career in Portland than he ever had ever would have had in Boston. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, looking at all these people talking about the Blazers for next season, you know, there's, there's a little bit of hype, um, but that's just like low key hype. Like you're saying, like they'll be competing for the play and, you know, they might be like a Kings or something like that. I really like the talent on the roster. I'm excited to see what Scoot can do. And I think being surrounded by Anthony, who I think is just going to have a monster season next year, like this is the time for Anthony to show how good he is to the world and mm-hmm. how he can keep it consistent. And he can do what Dame did with him and start developing Scoot in his shot creation and three-point jumper because that's Scoot's weakness. I think having Anthony guide him and show him the ropes um, that Dame taught him, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Shaden starts at the three, Robert Williams off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Williams starts at five and Aiton falls to the four. Um, Mm. He shot 29% from three last year. So, I mean, do I think he'd be right for a power forward? Not necessarily, but I would like to see if he works on his three point shot a little bit during the off season, learns to space the floor. Maybe he could have a better year than he did uh, with Phoenix and show a little bit more potential than people would expect out of him. If Mm -hmm. we let him kind of do what he wants to do. I agree. I was thinking about that. Um, It is kind of weird having two, two centers, you know, that are obviously going to play a lot. So they're going to have to learn to either play them to get play, play with each other at the same time on the court or stagger their minutes. But I agree. I mean, Aiden has like a nice little midi, um, mm. but he hasn't shown to really grow his game as he's, as he's gone on in his career. Yeah. I think if there's a time to experiment and, you know, get really good at shooting the ball and spacing the floor, um, that'll be the next, next level and take the Blazers to, to, you know, more success. And, um, that would just be really great if Aiden could learn to shoot the ball and space the floor with Williams on the floor. Yeah. So I agree. Dude, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of a bigger lineup. Like, yeah, I want Shaden to develop, but do I think throwing him in at the three along with scoot in the starting lineup is the best way to do it? Personally, I don't, I would rather see him come off the bench as a, uh, as a sixth man, get more shooting guard minutes. Um, and yeah. I, dude, I want to see what a bigger lineup can do. Jeremy Grant at the three. You have two centers in your front court. I, dude, I really like it, honestly, because you're going to get a lot of jumpers, a lot of three pointers out of Anthony and Jeremy. And Scoot's just going to be doing his thing with the pick and roll. I, I'm a fan, dude. 
I agree. I'm a huge fan. I, I completely forgot about Jeremy Grant. He is such a great weapon to have, and he's kind of, he's a veteran, so he's going to be great for these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of Shaden coming off the bench. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't rush to just throw him in the starting lineup. Um, you know, especially because he had an average year last year, not great shooting the ball. It'd be smart to to let him just um I guess lead the bench and get more efficient shots that way. All righty. So now we're going to do some beaver football. Awesome. The beeves came off um, in some people's eyes was a lucky win because Cam Rising was out. Mm-hmm. But for the smart people, um, it was a really good momentum, uh, very much a needed win for the beeves at home, 21 to 7 against Utah. I mean, we they shut them out uh, until the fourth quarter, right? It was 21-0, and it was looking like we were going to shut out the number 10 team in the country. Um, but, I mean, what a dominant performance, one that we really needed. I first, you know, when the first game first, when the game first started, I was like, you know, I feel like DJ really needs to have his first really good game as the starting quarterback. Yeah. Or else, like, I'm going to be a little bit concerned. But honestly... He just needs he's he's a great quarterback. He just needs to not turn the ball over and I think we have a good enough running back, good enough running backs, great offensive line and good enough receivers that we don't need DJ to be like a superstar quarterback. We just need yeah. him to do his job and, you know, make good passes, make smart decisions. Plus, I mean, he you saw him run the ball. He yeah. can he can run it. He's a dual threat quarterback, one that when which which we really needed. Um, and he's big. So I think that was a great win. And I'm yep. looking forward to this weekend against Cal. And that you're mentioning, mentioning that he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, the reason why we lost the Washington state game is because first half, he refused to leave the pocket and scramble, dude. He kept throwing just bad passes at the oh. end of the day. And it was bad. You know, it shouldn't have taken a whole half to make the coaching decision to start running the ball because I mean, it was obvious. I wanted us to put an Aiden Childs by the second half because I was like, dude, if DJ's not willing to adapt to this defense, then we have to put in Aiden Childs who loves to run because we needed that. And then second half, DJ started running, started doing it. And we started doing, I mean, we had the comeback and then we fell short because it was just too late, you know? We didn't make yeah. the adjustments when we needed to. The win against Utah was big. I think if Cam Rising was playing, it would have been definitely closer. Um, but it could have gone either way, in my opinion. And I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes and if DJ can learn to adapt quicker than he did against Washington State. Yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, I only was able to watch the first quarter of that that Wazoo game. Um, but, you know, you can't – That's that's also on the coaches, you know, for not changing yeah. the game plan faster and putting him in a better position to succeed. Um, you know, all the credit to Wazoo. They're a really good team. And Cameron Ward had a, the game of his life. He's okay. been having the season of his life. He's in. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like top five in the Heisman voting right now. Um, Heisman odds, not voting. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Um, DJ – if he learns to adapt quicker, especially against these faster defenses like Oregon, USC, 
Um, I think I think we're set. I mean, this this weekend against Cal should be a good win for us. I'm not worried about it, but <laughs> no one is. I, I, I'd like to see it to be like a blowout. I don't want it to be a close win. I want it to be like a like a 31 to seven or something like that, so that we really show that you know we're not messing around with these teams. We're in my opinion, points. it's either going to be like a 14 point win or it's going to be like a 30 point win. I want to see that 30 point win, not that 14 point win, because that's what happened against San Diego, San Diego State. I was disappointed by the margin of victory. I knew we were going to win, but we didn't win by enough and we didn't show a dominating performance like I was hoping. No, I agree. I mean, Cal, I I was looking at their wins and their schedule so far. They beat um, North Texas and Idaho, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, they don't and they've lost all three games they, i think they lost to usc by like 40 but the other two they were conference games they only lost by like 10 so no good wins and three pretty bad losses we should this should be a cakewalk for the bees i agree um, not too worried about it i am a little concerned to see how dj will be once it starts raining because i mean he's just played only sunny games um as of right now and he hasn't been throwing the ball terrific um not necessarily bad by any means but once it starts raining i think we might see a lot more sloppiness by chance and so i mean i'm i'm a little nervous about that i still think we're going to be a great team but yeah i mean yeah i agree i think um but that also have i'm not too worried about it because we have such a good offensive line and a great running game so honestly like I mean, we did it against Oregon last year. If we have to run the ball every single play, um, we'll do it, man, and we'll we'll score and we'll we'll get down the fields. Um, but if that doesn't work, then we're really we're really screwed. But yeah. I'm not worried. Let's not put that out in the air. Let's bring positive energy. All right. Um, and it's NFL. We're in week five. Uh, the Bears, I think, uh, just smacked the Commanders. Um, week five. I want to hear your thoughts on the season so far, and then I want to hear uh, who you think so far has been the best team in each conference. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it's a little a little disappointing to say that my the Vikings are one and three right now, my yeah. NFC championship uh, contenders. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they could very well be 4-0 right now, but Kirk has not been clutch at all. That's, good. That's okay. Um, and my Jaguars have been a little disappointing too. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. best team in the NFL though. Still don't sleep. I mean, they're about to crush the Bills this Sunday. <laughs> but uh, real talk, I'm gonna give my uh, the best team in each conference. He said. So, NFC is going to be the Eagles. Cowboys are right there, but I'm giving it Eagles. Uh, oh wait, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going. I'm going Niners, dude. What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, I'm going Niners and then Eagles, Cowboys are right there. I think those three teams are definitely – I mean, one of those three teams will be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's – yeah, that's what I think. And then when it comes to AFC, it's really a toss-up. But I'm sticking with the Bills here. Um, they just crushed the Dolphins. They've had a really slow start to the year, but they're still 3-1. and one. You know, Josh Allen has not looked good the first three weeks. And then last week he was great, but he didn't look good the first three weeks, and they're still three and one. I think that shows how dangerous that team is. Ravens been great, Dolphins been great, but yeah, yeah, that's what I got. All right, man. So yeah, for the NFC, 
you know, I, I chose the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl and beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game. But looking at the the standings right now and how the Niners have played, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say they're the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they haven't had like any great wins against good teams, so that's why I'm really excited for this weekend's game against the Cowboys. Um, and the Eagles, you know, they're undefeated. They are still a good team, but I predicted at the beginning of the year that they would have they wouldn't have the same success. Um, they might be good in the regular season. But we're talking since we're talking through week five, I'm going to say the Eagles have been the second best team in the NFC. The Cowboys have been the third. I think between the three, the Cowboys still have the best defense over the Niners, which is hard to say. Um, but they did have a sloppy, bad loss against the Cardinals, which no one really saw coming. Yeah. Very disappointing. So for the NFC, those are my uh, picks. And so far through week five, and or I guess start of week five in the AFC, I'm going to agree with you. Again, the Bills, there's no way uh, you can choose any other team. The Dolphins were the best team, and they got smacked by the Buffalo. Buffalo put on a dominant performance against them. Mm. Finally made Miami look like a beatable team. Um, so I'm going to put the Bills at number one. People are still saying the Chiefs should be up there. There's no reason to believe the Chiefs are as good as they were last year or past years. Uh, yeah. Mahomes has not played well at all. They almost lost to the Jets. He lost to the Lions in week one. Um, you know, I know Mahomes hasn't played well because he's on my fantasy team and he's not being productive, which is pissing me off. Um, so I, you know, I gotta go with the Bills. It's it's a pretty easy decision. Yeah, sweet. Love it. All right, man. Uh take it away with MLB. Playoffs just began. Yeah. Um, and also before I talk about MLB, I want to say shout out to any NHL fans seasons back. Uh, my boy Connor Bedard got his first goal for the Blackhawks, number one overall pick. So excited for hockey, man. But yeah, uh, MLB playoffs. I will say my predictions turned out pretty well. Um, did not expect the Marlins to get in there. Um, I had the Giants, but that was the only one I missed. And my Padres ended up with a winning record. So I'm a little happy about that, obviously. I mean, we're not in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, um, after the first round, we saw the Rangers knock off the Rays in two games, which was crazy to see. Rays, I mean, they had one of the best regular season records. They looked very dominant. And then they just got smacked by the Rangers. Um, Twins, shockingly, beat the blue jays in a sweep all all the first round matches were sweeps so i won't keep repeating that but yeah twins beat the blue jays um jose barrios i'm gonna pronounce it could totally be botching it but he got taken out after 45 pitches and blue jay fans were heated because kikuchi came in and he let in the run that was earned for Jose and he also let in one himself and that was the deciding factor 2-0 and um yeah you got to got to feel for Jose going against his former team getting taken out early uh yeah and then Diamondbacks swept the Brewers they are hot right now excited for the Dodgers Diamondback series and then Phillies smacked the Marlins doesn't surprise anyone electric grand slam by Bryson Stott it was mm-hmm. see the crowd gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, MLB playoffs are some of the best. Those games are some of the best atmospheres there is. So, yeah, um, that is a bucket list to go to like a World Series or something like that. That'd be crazy. 
Yeah. Um, if as far as predictions, uh, you definitely had a better uh prediction percentage, correct prediction percentage than I did. I had the Cubs making the playoffs. I had the Giants making the playoffs. I had the Diamonds back, Diamondbacks missing the playoffs. I had the Reds making the playoffs. It didn't work out at all. <laughs> but now that we're here, um, I mean, I said before I made those predictions, the Orioles were the best team. And yeah. I think them and the Braves, I'm still cheering for the Orioles against the Rangers. I can't stand the Rangers. Um, I think it's going to come down to the Braves and the Orioles. Um, twins are red hot, you know, first playoff series win. And I think it was like 19, 20 years, which is yeah. you said. It's one of those like metrics that it's like, this this is what was happening in the world the last time the twins made made the, or won a playoff series and it was yeah. like LeBron James was in like year two of his NBA career. Yeah, oh, Royce geez. Lewis is him. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, the like you said, the Diamondbacks are also hot. I'm really excited for that matchup against the Dodgers, but I'm pulling for the Orioles. Um. Got to cheer on our boy Adley Rushman. Yep. Having a great year, and uh, yeah. I mean, dude, Orioles just been fan favorites for people for a couple of years now. You know, they've been the underdogs. They've been the worst team. And they've just they've worked that farm system so beautifully. Yeah. And it's just it's great baseball to watch, man. Baltimore fans are electric right now. I mean, who would have guessed that Baltimore bringing that much energy? Come on. All right. Rooting for you. It might be it might be time, honestly. I mean, why not? Why don't we just make. Our our World Series picks right Can we now. Not do that? No, we have not made our World Series picks. Oh snap! Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we made we made a uh, playoff pictures, playoff picks. Yeah. Um, you know who was going to be in the playoff picture and wild card picks and all that, but we did uh, not pick our World Series. So you go first, man. Oh, dude! Final and biggest segment of the day. See, I. I'm always wrong about these things and I don't want to be wrong because this I'm really rooting for the Orioles, man. So I'm having the Orioles in there. Best believe I'm rooting for them die hard all the way through. And I think it would be crazy to go with anyone else, but the Braves, mm-hmm. um, obviously Dodgers Phillies are going to be competing tough, but dude, I, I think it's going to be Braves. I think they do last it out and it'll be a Braves Orioles world series all right man i i hate to be boring but you know (laughs) i gotta agree with you man there's i'm not picking anybody but the orioles or the braves um acuna is just arguably the best show in baseball other than otani um but he's been (laughs) yeah no it's definitely not that so (laughs) i gotta go with the braves um you know, I think the Dodgers have the second best odds to win the NL and uh, advance to the World Series. But coming for their next, bro. I'm telling you, I mean, surprise I, series win. I'd love that, but you know, I I hate the Dodgers. But even if the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers and the Braves beat the Phillies, there's just no way the Diamondbacks are. Yeah. Beat the Braves, so <laughs> that's valid. I'll probably, I'll choose the Diamondbacks to beat the Dodgers just because I hate the Dodgers, but I'm not yeah. picking to advance. That's um, something we can agree got, on. I got Ori- Orioles Braves. Um, are we just are we just sending it, man? Yeah, we're sending it. All right. Well, you know, I really want Adley <laughs> in one, 
Uh, but this Orioles team is going to have more more opportunities to win. Yeah, um, Braves had had have had more success in recent years than the Orioles, and I think their run is going to continue. So I got the Braves winning the World Series over the Orioles, and I'm going to say in Braves over over Orioles. I'm going to go seven games. There's going to be a game seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I um, I cannot see a world where the Braves, if they do make it to the World Series, I don't see a world where they lose. I really don't. So that's why I'm going with Baltimore. We roll. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Did not see that one coming. Adley is getting that World Series, man. Baltimore partying it up. That is that is bold, man. But I, I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> Like I said, it's like my prediction with it's like my prediction with the with the Niners and Cowboys. Like, yeah, if the Cowboys win, my prediction was right. And if if not, all good. I'm a Niners fan. The Niners win. Same thing with this one. Like if the Braves win, my prediction was right. If the Orioles win, my prediction was wrong. But Adley gets a ring. Yeah. All is good in the world. It's a win win. We'll if see who my prediction comes true, dude, I I don't know what I'll do, but there's I mean there's like a point one percent chance my prediction comes true in my brain. Like I I'm yeah. always missing predictions. I <laughs> I'm good at like guessing if players will have a good career or not, but when it comes to like team success, I'm awful. I'm awful. Yeah. Same. Same. Just watch the just watch it be uh, Astros Phillies. Oh, I forgot that the Astros exist. Uh, I can't. I I can't see. I just can't stand. I I would. But it's totally gonna oh, be them. <laughs> they're, they're, oh mad if I see the Astros in another World Series, dude. Oh my god. So tired. They're still a good team. No, no, they're not gonna make it. They're not no, gonna make it. Twins are gonna get a win. We're good. Oh god. Oh no. God. <laughs> oh crap. That's All not right, good. Man. Well, let's see how it pans out and. um Man, good luck to the Beavs this weekend. Yeah. Uh, excited. The NBA season is coming up, so we got even more stuff to cover in a couple of weeks. Um, LeBron's coming for that fifth ring. That's all I'm going to say. Um, other than that, uh, man, it's been fun, and uh, look forward to seeing, um, especially this weekend, Niners-Cowboys. That's going to be a big one, and Jaguars-Bills. Yeah. yeah. You're ready, man. Your Jags are going to just – their season is going to be over in like three three days. You're crazy for that. You're actually crazy for that. Because <laughs> Josh Allen is going to do what he did to Josh Allen last year and sack him a bunch of times, man. Dude, right. my DPOY, Josh Allen is kicking butt right now, dude. He's <laughs> kicking butt. Would you say you're – I mean, you picked – didn't you pick Bills, Josh Allen, to win offense? <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, but there's not a lot of people contending against him right now. So there's really, some chance if he goes crazy for the rest of the season. I mean, yeah. Yeah, AFC's kind of weak right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tua's looking fantastic. He's front runner, him or Tyreek, but Josh Allen's the Allens are coming. That's yeah. for sure. All right, man. That was fun. And uh I can't wait for next week. Yes, sir. Later. All right. See ya.